Hey guys, it is Janie B coming at you with what is, of course, a late Friday focus. Um, if y'all had listened to my podcast earlier in the week, you heard that I was in New York this week for the graduation finale week of the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program, which was an incredible opportunity. Um, I did my Tuesday tips on Monday. Instead, uh, when I had first gotten there, I knew the week was going to be super busy. So I thought I would put that out there, of course, about how important it is to uh, have connection with other people and community with other people and how you can grow when you are in community with other people. And wow, did I have that this week. Um, so the 10,000 Small Businesses Program, it was something that um, any business can apply apply for. There are a few rules, regulations, of course, in that application, and not everyone gets in. They go through an application process. But after that 10 weeks of really diving deep into um, the business, Goldman Sachs actually treats you to the week in New York um, at their building. Um, it was just amazing. Um, I, Gosh, I got so many things out of it, but one of the biggest things that I got out of the program was just how much I play small myself. Um, there is just so more I can do and be. And, you know, that's definitely something that I'm going to commit to y'all right now is that I am not going to play small anymore. So, um, you know, really want to bring that to you guys, really want to bring my passion about education and about the industry to you. So, um, I commission you to let me know if you think I'm playing small. Um, you know, we all need opportunities to grow ourselves personally and be able to have that mindset shift to really uh, realize where we're just not making the impact that we really can for people. So that's um, that's kind of where I am on that. But what I wanted to talk to you all about this week is uh, something that I am working on. Uh, I have taken a lot of time to break down different phases of business. And uh, what I have found is that there are four distinct phases in a pet business. Uh, I do call this my freedom formula. And uh, what I see in that is that first phase, of course, those are your starters. This is someone who is just now starting their business, or maybe they've been in business for a while and they really need to go back and just kind of do a little tune-up to make sure that they've got all of their points in order. A lot of businesses don't start with a, a complete business setup. You know, maybe they start a little bit on the side, it grows, um, you know, it's more part-time and they're really looking at taking it full-time. So that's, you know, considered that starter phase. And, the, you know, there are several things that I really consider to be integral to this phase that you really have to get through before moving on to the next phase. Um, I have to look at my notes here of what I came up with. So first of all, you have to, you really have to do a self-assessment of your own skills that you bring to the table. And you really need to understand the skills that are needed in business. There are really distinct skills that are needed. And there are some people that running a business long-term is just not going to be a great fit for you. And you need to be able to realize that upfront or 
um, the challenges, you're just not going to be able to meet those challenges. Um, it is it is a huge emotional impact. It can be a big physical impact. If you don't set up your business correctly, it can be a financial impact. And so it's very important to really assess those skills on the front end and understand, wow, if there's something in this list of skills that I don't have, that is the first place that I need to get started to gain those skills. You know, there are a lot of resources out there to gain specific business skills. And uh, this, you know, at least gives you the option of getting started on those. Um, you have clearly defined your business purpose and goals. This is definitely important for any business, no matter what phase you're in, is to have a clear business purpose. Where you're going, you're not going to be able to get where you're going if you don't define where that is. You're going to end up completely off track. So you need to take a step back and spend that time really digging into what you truly want to build. Um, and uh, of course, the goals, you know, goal setting, be able to set those long term goals. The what do you want to be doing in one year, three years, 10 years? That is a very important thing to have nailed down in your business from the get go. Um, of course, is some of the basic structural things that you have a business name, a business name that's well researched. You've definitely searched through um, the USPTO. You've searched locally in your state, making sure that you don't have any type of issues using your business name. And there are a lot of little tips there to how to choose a business name that is going to serve your business well in the future, long into the future. So a lot of things that need to be taken into consideration there. Um, let's see, legal structure. Oh my goodness, of course, let's bring the attorneys in. Um, they might occasionally drive us nuts, but they, it's important. That's one of the best people to have on your team is having an attorney available if you have any of those business questions. Last thing you want to do is do things wrong. Um, of course, you need to make sure you understand that not all attorneys know everything. So you, in the course of your business, you are going to need probably a general business attorney. You're likely going to need a labor attorney if you go into having employees. Um, I also have a trademarking attorney. So, you know, there's a lot to consider in that. But, you know, definitely consulting an attorney to make sure that you set up with the correct legal structure for the business that you either currently have or the business you are going to have. Uh, of course, oh, financial systems. Ooh, yes, no, definitely you want to get those set up early and make sure that you check them and make sure they're correct. Um, definitely having, of course, that separation between your personal finances and your business finances, that you have a business account. This goes all the way down into how do you accept your payments, uh, your policies for payment accepting. Do you take checks? Do you take cash? Do you take... Uh, Venmo business, not Venmo personal. We always want to do things legally and correct here. Um, and, you know, do you take credit cards? How does that work? So that's all part of the financial structure of your business. You want to make sure you have set up. Um, oh, another thing, insurance. I mean, that is like a major wall of your business house. Uh, if you do not have the correct insurance and something happens, I'm talking about liability insurance, that whole house is just going to come crumbling down and you don't want to spend all this time doing something and building something that is going to be so important to your future 
and not have the correct foundation for your house. So you want to make sure you do have general liability insurance. Of course, uh, some um, initial people will start out with a bond, which is, of course, a theft bond. Um, some people consider, well, hey, if you're going to hire me, you're going to get me. So why do I need to provide a bond? You know what? That's that's just kind of personal preference there. But you do need to understand what the options are and make sure that you do have the coverage that you feel you need. Uh, licensing, of course, you know what I'm referring to here is proper licensing to be able to run a business in your municipality, township, city, whatever structure that you have, that you have any um, local, county, state licensing that is necessary for you. There is an entire separate uh, concept of licensing that a lot of people don't understand the distinction of. There is also licensing that you might need from your local or state um, possibly Department of Agriculture, based off of the services that you provide. Uh, for instance, in my state, if you private board dogs in your home, if that's going to be part of your future services, you do have to be licensed by the Department of Agriculture. It's an annual license, you have inspections, etc. So you do want to check and make sure that there is not anything else that you are missing there. Um, okay, contracts. Well, hmm. Let's talk about contracts. We see all the time people that are not operating with good contracts and it bites them in the butt. Like um, if there's a situation and you have a client that cancels and you don't have anything written, you can't hold people to something that was perhaps just spoken um, or is you know somewhere else that they haven't actually seen and agreed to. So written contracts are hugely, hugely important. Um, some people have it in one long written contract. Some people separate it into smaller contracts. That is definitely something that you need to consider having whenever you're in that starter phase. Scope of services. So, you know, anytime you get started, you need to figure out what your sweet spot is. Are you going to just provide dog walking? Are you going to provide pet sitting when people travel? Are you going to provide private boarding? Um, are you going to do poop scooping? Um, there are just so many options out there in, in the pet business world. You need to really consider what you want to do. But I do caution you um, to avoid the shiny object syndrome. I know I've had times in my own businesses where something has come up and it's like, ooh, wow, that's the new trendy, really cool thing. Let's get into that because you want to be everything for everyone. What you really need to do is focus on Focus on the important things. Focus on what you're passionate about doing. Uh, if you enjoy the best walking dogs today and you really don't want to have to deal with morning and evening visits, then that's what you want to focus your business on. Um, overnights are always an option. If you do not want to sleep at someone else's house, of course you don't want to offer overnights. Um, so you want to find something that you're really passionate about doing. You want to find services that, of course, um, you're good at, that you can be the best at. So if you haven't had experience giving um, particular types of medications, maybe you do not want to offer a medication service. Um, and of course you want to choose something that you'll be profitable at. So that is another thing leads right into pricing your services. You don't want to just 
oh, willy nilly, go out there and let's just type in and search local services. And how much do they charge? Okay, I'm going to charge a little bit less so I'm more competitive and I get the jobs. That is not the way that you want to start things out. There is a lot more research that needs to go into the best ways to price your service. You know, even going to one of the large software companies and finding out the average in your region or your state. Sure, that can be a starting point, but there is a lot more that goes into it. You need to actually look at what your expenses are going to be. Um, you know, some areas right now have a lot higher gas prices than other areas, and that is a consideration. So you really need to do some math. Yes, don't be afraid of math. I can help you through the math to make sure that no matter what you're doing, that you are being profitable and your service is worth your while. So definitely pricing. Um, and then, of course, one of the most important things on the people end of it is defining your ideal client. This is, this is huge. Otherwise, you will end up a year into your business with people you cannot stand to work with. So this is going to help you kind of define your boundaries of, you know, what you're going to tolerate, the kind of people that you want to work with. You know, are you really going to be focusing on young professionals? Is that your demographics? Is that the group you want to work with? Well, if so, you're going to want to put your efforts into marketing in those areas where those people are located. So, you know, by being able to define your ideal client, that is going to be everything to how you market down the road. And it's certainly going to help you not end up with donkeys as clients that you really wish you hadn't taken in in the first place. So boundaries, learning boundaries is another big part of the starters back. So just wanted to kind of go over some of those important things. You know, you can determine for yourself based off of that list of really benchmarks in the starter category, whether or not you might be a starter or a few things on there that maybe you've been in business a while and you need to kind of go back and work on a few of those things. So just a little bit of an introduction to that first phase of the Freedom Formula for Pet Businesses. We will definitely be talking in the future about the other phases and the opportunities and materials that I have for each one of you in the phases. So hopefully you had an amazing week and are looking forward to a fun and safe and hopefully a little extra time for you this Memorial Weekend. We'll talk to you next week.